Super Talk Mississippi media production. Opponent preview week takes us to the top of the SEC in the Alabama Crimson Tide this week. My friend Michael Casagrande from AL.com. It says you're the one of the worst beat writers on the Alabama beat on your Twitter bio. Who's the worst? Uh, I'll leave that to the readers to decide, but I'll, I'll <laughs> firmly say that I'm among the worst. I got you. Uh, and I'll stand by that. <laughs> All right, we all saw what happened at the end of the season last year in the national championship game. I'm not going to be a hot taker and say that the Alabama dynasty is dead or anything of that nature, or even that it's in decline, but is it safe to say that Alabama now finds itself among a, a group of powers with Clemson, maybe with Georgia coming up, and it's not the top dog in college football anymore? Oh, definitely fair to say that. I mean, two out of three uh championships uh go to clemson uh and it's the way that clemson won that game last year I, you know i've covered the team for uh i guess 10 years now uh the worst loss i'd seen alabama have was 14 points and clemson doubled that uh on the biggest stage so uh it was it was definitely a, a soul searching you know there was quite a bit that transpired after that uh in tuscaloosa Quite a few coaching changes, staff shakeup. Um, it was it was uh, it's a rough moment around here for sure. And uh, you know, I guess it's the kind of thing. Well, you can only it's hard to tell the full impact until you see how they respond. And I, I guess that will come this fall. Well, I'll see uh, Tua Tagovailoa again. That guy, you know, so impressive as as a sophomore. I, I expected him to be really good. I didn't expect him to be as great as he was. Now, my question for you is, how much better can he be? To your question, I mean, he's, he, the good news for him is he's got pretty much the core of his receiving group back. Uh, lost Irv Smith, the tight end, who was quite a big weapon in the passing game. Uh, but uh, you have the, the big three receivers back, all juniors to be, uh, and Jalen Waddle, the, the sophomore to be. Um, so he's got a he, – there's almost no excuse for him not to, to put up something similar, if not better, than last year. Uh, you know, there's the motivation of the way things ended. Uh, had a great, you know, September, October. The injury started to play a factor. Got hurt a few times. Uh, kind of trailed off towards the end. So I guess it's going to be a matter of him being able to prove he can play the full, what would be, 13 games if uh, everything goes the way they plan, and or 15 games to you know prove he can go the full distance and not get hurt as many times as he did as he did last year. And then in the backfield with him, you know, obviously Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris are finally gone, but we know that Alabama has running backs. And is this finally where Najee Harris emerges and becomes that elite running back that everybody thought he was going to be when he was when he signed with Alabama two years ago? Yeah, I mean, that's the expectation. That's the hope. Uh, he has spent two seasons kind of in the, in the shadows. Uh, had had some decent numbers last year. Uh, most of that came in uh, in maybe garbage time earlier in the season. Uh, it was a matter of learning the rest of the roles of a running back. He can run. He can obviously hurdle people. It's going to become his trademark. But it was the pass protection, catching the ball in the backfield, doing all the things that, that Alabama running backs are expected to do. Uh, and he had some guys in front of him um, that Damian Harris wasn't expected to stay for a senior year at, at one point. So it, it, sometimes it comes a traffic jam. and. The guy everyone keeps talking about around here, kind of the, the secret weapon that, that hasn't had the same kind of hype, Brian Robinson came in the same signing class as Najee Harris from Tuscaloosa, didn't have the same hype or anywhere close to it being, you know, since Najee was the number one 
running back, but Brian Robinson's definitely done a lot to impress. And you got Trey Sanders coming in, true freshman, another five-star number one running back. Um, who was talking about the Heisman Trophy at his national signing day. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how all that that group comes together. So it's been such a a strong suit for this team in the last few years. Is Robinson sort of the Josh Jacobs guy who's sort of under the radar, but he might secretly be the best back on the team? It could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, Josh Jacobs came from so far off the radar. Robinson had a little bit more of a recruiting profile. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, nobody's really outside of around here. You don't hear the talk about him that much. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do. When I look at the Alabama depth chart on defense, if you, if you want to be scared of Alabama, it's how much they bring back guys like Raquan Davis, Anthony Jennings, Dylan Moses, and the secondary especially. There's a lot of experience that's there. You know, this Alabama defense, they haven't been, I don't know, as dominant as they were maybe five, six years ago. Is this a year where they could step back up and be the top defense in the nation? Uh, it'll be difficult. I mean, there's some, there are definitely some top-line guys that are back in the defense, uh, the front. Uh, some guys in the secondary. It's some of the, the middle linebackers, but I keep going back to uh, pretty thin there. Um, losing Mac Wilson to the NFL a year uh, probably before they expected him to go pro. Uh, you have Dylan Moses there, but you don't have a whole lot else behind him, uh, around him, uh, in terms of depth. depth. So um, health becomes, for Dylan Moses, becomes uh, paramount uh, with just the way he plays, he got hurt a little bit. His first uh, his freshman season was healthy last year. But, uh, you know, it, it, I don't think this is going to be the defense that's going to be what it was three years ago, four years ago, when they were, you know, trying to make a claim as being one of the best defenses to, to ever play college football. But, you know, it's, that's a tough standard to try to meet and surpass every season. But, um, you know, they'll be fine. They, they, won't be, uh, they won't be hurting too badly. You mentioned Trey Sanders a minute ago. Who are a couple of other new faces for Alabama that you expect to see make an impact this year, be it true freshman or redshirt freshman? Yeah, DJ Dale, he's the guy that's kind of really emerged as a nose tackle and nose guard, uh, replacing um, Quentin Williams, who kind of came out of nowhere. And DJ Dale is a true freshman who wasn't the five-star recruit. Uh, he had a decent recruiting profile, but wasn't the, the guy, you can't miss guy, and he's really emerged as the what appear to be the starter in the middle of the defense, defensive line, uh, quite big shoes to fill with Deron Payne and Quentin Williams the last two seasons. Um, Antonio Alfano was a guy that was the five-star. I think he had finished the season number one in the 24-7 uh, recruiting rankings uh, as a defensive end. Uh, curious to see what he can do. John Mechie did some good things as a receiver uh, in the spring. Guy originally from Canada, not too many Canadians, uh, this Alabama football team. But he's got a lot of guys in front of him. Uh, we mentioned before his pre-stack uh, receiver group. But, uh, yeah, Trey Sanders would be interesting because he wasn't here in the spring, didn't see him. So um, be curious to see what he can do coming in as a true freshman just uh, with summer uh, and preseason camp. What would surprise you more, and this will sort of wrap it up, Alabama losing to LSU or Alabama losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game? Is this a year LSU could finally challenge them? Um, I, I, I could see them definitely challenging them. But it, that would probably be more surprising than Georgia beating them, considering the way Georgia has played them the last few times they played. Um, and 
pretty much won the first three quarters into four quarters uh, of those games. So that would be less surprising to see Georgia beat them. But, you know, LSU is uh, long overdue for a rivalry that's as intense than in games there as anticipated uh, to, for the fact that, that LSU hasn't won since 2011. is kind of crazy to think about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Georgia – Georgia's right there. They've been right there. So I'll be curious to see, you know, if all those scenarios hold again, um, that they would probably be a, you know, a decent candidate to beat them this year. Seems like business as usual in Tuscaloosa, but it should still be a pretty interesting team to watch with some some good storylines to follow. Michael Casagrande from AL.com, man. Thanks so much for joining me today. Great. Thanks for having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.